Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a very, very busy news Friday, but on a very uh, somber and, and sincere note from the Dan Bongino show, me, obviously Dan Bongino, uh, my wife and my entire family, I just got back from my grandmother's funeral yesterday. We flew back last night uh, to get this show out on Friday because I love my audience and my grandmother was a worker. If one thing, she doesn't want anybody skipping work. So uh, that, that tip to you, Grandma. Uh, but thank you to everyone, all our listeners who sent just unbelievable emails, letters, DMs, Facebook messages, and to the listeners who sent flowers uh, to the wake for my grandmother. I have to tell you, folks, I was stunned. My wife and I, we got a call from the funeral home yesterday. Some of them um, arrived, came in a little late after we had left, but we had taken them with us over uh, to the cemetery and it was just um, amazing. You all are just uh, touched my life. I think in a way that unfortunately my words, I wish I was more eloquent with them. Um, I cannot state how deeply impactful this audience and everyone, this is why I'll never shut down my email to the audience. I know some hosts do that. I love hearing from you. You all are just really amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for your patience with me this week too. That Tom Fitton interview yesterday, you all blew up. That went crazy. It did some. It did better listeners than some of our regular yeah. shows. You all are great. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, fine sir, thank you for your extra support this week too. You've always been an integral part of the show. I appreciate you helping us out this week as well. You're a good man, my friend. You're welcome, my friend, and welcome back. It's good you're back because it's Friday. The, I the, told that you I wouldn't never a Friday you. without Joe's. Uh, there you go, uh, baby. Because, uh, hopefully, soon to be patented opening for our Friday show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, we uh, this show, I promise you, will not disappoint today. Let me just give you a quick rundown. Yeah, What's going to happen today? Uh, we've got links between the fake whistleblower, the impeachment hoax, the Spygate hoax, and more of these connections that are going to make you question what the heck is really going on here. We've got updates on the Spygate case. Andrew McCabe getting absolutely wrecked. Um, election 2020, a swing county with some information coming out of Iowa that should really scare the hell out of the Democrats. Hey. Yes, big problems. Loaded show. Don't go anywhere. All right. Today's show brought to you right. everybody's at Quip. The Quip. We love Quip. Why do I love Quip? Look at these choppers. There's no, I tell you what, you want a power washing for your mouth, but you can't power wash your mouth. It's dangerous, but you can make your mouth as clean yes, as power wash using Quip. <laughs> we love Quip. Everybody in my house now has a Quip, Q-U-I-P. They are makers of the single finest electric toothbrush I'm telling you ever made. And they want you to know that one single discovery matters most for your dental care. It's this. If you have good dental care ha habits, you're going to have good teeth. It's as simple as that. This means brushing for two minutes, at least twice a day, flossing regularly, no matter what brand you choose, Quip makes that simple starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. I love this company. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough so you don't have to throw any away. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brushed heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right, tight on time, and ready to rock and roll. Join over 3 million healthy mouths like ours in the Bongino household and get Quip today. Paula, you started using Quip how long ago? Like two months ago? I know you love it. I'm telling you, she loves it. I'm not messing with you. She's sitting right there. The new kid's brush is the same as our original version. It's just tweaked for smaller mouths. Kids are, kids are inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products the adults in their life use. And they're proud to use Quip to learn good habits early. Get yourself a Quip today. You're going to love it. Go to getquipquip.com slash Dan. Getquip.com slash Dan. Getquip.com slash Dan. Right now, you get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash Dan. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Dan. Quip. The Good Habits Company. All right, Joe. Let's Here go. we go. Okay, so let's just put the lead out there right away because this story totally blew my mind. I've been working on it for two days. Teased it on Wednesday. Was the fake whistleblower that led to the sham impeachment about the fake quid pro quo that never happened between Trump and the Ukrainian president? Was the fake whistleblower blowing the whistle hmm. to distract you from his role and malfeasance in trying to bury the real scandal which is the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden quid pro quo scandal. Hmm. In other words, that's a very fancy way of saying 
Was this a Luke, Luke squirrel, squirrel moment? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yes, I knew it. Shiny red Sorry, object. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. Shiny. Shiny red. That's so shiny. Maybe a matte finish on a red flag for the show. <laughs> Throwing the red flag. Okay. Oh. Was this a fake whistleblower intimately involved with the Biden-Ukraine Son, Joe Biden's son getting a fancy gig in Ukraine while Biden's the vice president working on Ukraine. An obvious like, wait, what moment was the whistleblower kind of tight with the Biden crew? Did the whistleblower get a little worried that this was all going to be exposed and invent the fake whistleblower claim where he blows the whistle on something that never happened? You get what I'm saying, right, folks? Yeah, baby. Oh, man, I, the Bidens, they got the kid. He gets hired in Ukraine, natural gas company, big money. Biden's working on Ukraine. I know about this. I don't want to go down too. the Trump administration's fighting corruption. They don't like this swampy stuff. They ran against the swamp. I know. Let me make a counter allegation that Trump is the quid pro quo. The quo, the prid, the quo. That's that guy, not me. <laughs> Look, squirrel. And of course, the sycophantic bootlicking, surgically attached the lips to the caboose of the Democrat Party media is like, yes, we love this stuff. Let me lay it out for you. And by the way, in my interview with Tom Fitton, which we is on our YouTube channel and our Apple podcast and everything else, everywhere you can get our podcast, Tom Fitton addresses this beautifully stated, by the way, in the interview where he says the whole purpose of this thing, the fake whistleblower came claim was to freeze stop in place remember that game freeze when you're a kid was to freeze any investigation into the real scandal the democrats and honor biden the biden's and their involvement with ukraine that was the whole purpose of the fake whistleblower complaint all right let's lay it out big fat juicy hat tip to laura ingram of the fox news channel and her team for a damning expose the last few nights if you're missing her show last few nights making a mistake she has been on it like white on rice. Her team has uncovered a series of emails. Remember what the lead is. Is the whistleblower really hiding his and other people's involvement in a real Ukrainian scandal with the Bidens by claiming Trump's involved with Ukraine? It's all bad. All right. bad. Right. Here's clip one. Laura Ingram's team. They uncovered some emails about a January of 2016 meeting at the White House, who was the president at the time, obviously still Barack Obama. Now, remember, we've been told about Hunter Biden's, uh, Joe Biden's son, of course, his lucrative job in Ukraine with this natural gas company. While Biden's the point man is, while Hunter, uh, while Joe Biden's the point man in Ukraine, we've been told, Joe, nobody in the administration knew about this stuff. It was no big deal. That's right. Joe Dan. Biden's like, no one told me about this. That's I don't right. know. My son got this sweet gig. No experience in natural gas or Ukraine, but that don't matter. He's the perfect guy for Ukrainian yeah. natural gas. Company. It's all cool. Yeah. Nobody knew anything, Joe. Really? Because Ingram's uncovered this series of emails and her team about, shockingly, Joe, a meeting at the White House in January of 2016 where it appears they're there to talk exactly about, hey, we got a problem with Joe Biden's kid working for this company in Ukraine that's being investigated for corruption. That can't be, Joe. How could they uncover these emails? Joe. Nobody knew. You mean he was lying? Nobody knew. Come on. he Don't doesn't. you dare. Joe Biden never lies. No. Impugn the man. What's wrong with you, Armacost? He never right. he always tells the truth. I'm in so trouble. does Obama. Joe, come Yo. on, stop <laughs> that. That was rude. They never lie. Thanks ever. For me, they're always telling the truth, except the fact that they're not, because Ingram has these emails. <laughs> Let's man. go to one. Here's Laura Ingram with a really great expose. Check this out. Fast forward to May of 2019. Vogel sends an email to State Department official Kate Schilling about a story he was working on regarding an Obama-era meeting with Ukrainian prosecutors. In his request, Vogel mentions a name who some have reported is the whistleblower. Now, we have not yet confirmed this name, so we're just blacking it out for here. Now, Vogel's email reads as follows. We're going to report that State Department official Elizabeth Zentos attended a meeting at the White House on January 19, 2016, with Ukrainian prosecutors and embassy officials. The subjects discussed included efforts within the United States government to support prosecutions in Ukraine and the United Kingdom of Burisma Holdings and concerns that Hunter Biden's position with the company could complicate such efforts say it ain't so joe say it ain't so i i have to apologize to armacost i got on him for claiming biden and obama may lie about stuff i was so offended they don't lie ever 
Joe was clearly right. I was wrong. By the way, I have some corrections later in the show, too. Don't mind that. But I don't know. I'm clearly, obviously, I'm joking. We, yes. Joe and I play off each other, and we love to do this. Of course, they're liars. Of course. Uh, and you get too excited sometimes. Yes, I do. So I've got another clip from Ingram. But before I get to that, let's just set up where we are. So the Ingram team in doing actual reporting, unlike 99.9% of journalists who've given up on that whole journalism thing, they found these emails about a January 16 meeting at the White House, apparently to discuss with Ukrainian officials the trouble they're going to have with Joe Biden's kid getting this really sweet gig over in Ukraine with a natural gas company, which, as Joe adequately stated before, could cause a problem because that would mean they were lying. Hunter, yeah. uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and all these other ones. You know, Joe Biden, like, I didn't know anything about it. The Obama administration, eh, it was no big deal. Uh, we weren't concerned. Really? You got a White House meeting? <laughs> now, listen, one of the things I don't like to talk too much about prior experience because whatever, but just to establish clear bona fides, I worked in the White House for a few years. I get the deal, right? It's pretty hard to get a White House meeting, folks. It's really, really hard. Not that hard to get a treasury meeting. Not that hard to get a DHS meeting. Sometimes we have a legitimate gripe. To get a White House meeting, it's pretty tough. So a couple of Ukrainians got a White House meeting in January 2016, right in the middle of a presidential election when Barack Obama, Obama's clearly busy trying to get the Democrat candidate uh, for president elected doing their thing. And they got to walk into the White House and talk about Burisma. I thought nobody cared. Well, you may say, Dan, you led this segment talking about how this is all related to the fake whistleblower. It's all. They all know each other, folks. Remember what I told you last week during our series of exposés on Spygate, Mullergate, Ukraine Gate? They all, it's the same scandal. They all know each other. In other words, the people trying to take down Trump. And they all have something to lose by Trump exposing them. It's, it's no more complicated than that. What does this meeting at the White House have to do with the fake whistleblower? Because clearly they're colluding with foreign officials to impact the election. It's January of 2016 when this meeting happens. Let's make that stuff go away. Well, let's go to segment number two, where, by the way, for the purposes of YouTube, because the whistleblower's name is banned by YouTube, and I have to get this information out there, hmm. the YouTube overlords, this will definitely be demonetized today. Yes, uh, we will not be using the whistleblower's name because he's banned by YouTube. Other whistleblowers you can expose anywhere on YouTube as long as it helps the Democrats. But if it, God forbid, it exposes a scandal that may harm the Democrats, you definitely can't say that on YouTube. So we will be banned by YouTube today, I'm, um, I'm sure. They, but we will black it out. Because we want to make sure we get this information. Let's play cut number two from Ingram, where Joe, I want you to pay close attention because this is going to really, you want to talk about baking your bagels, <laughs> cooking your muffins right oh. here, pal. You're never going to believe who checks these Ukrainians into the White House. You're never going to believe who <laughs> okay. checks them in for this meeting with Obama. That shouldn't have ever happened because nobody knew about Burisma. Nobody thought it was a big deal. Yeah. Play cut two. We at the Ingram Angle were, however, able to corroborate details of the January 2016 meeting. However, we did this, of course, using archived Obama White House visitor logs. They're not going to tell us. We have to go to the logs. You can see them on the screen now. They show that the person who many believe to be the whistleblower checked in numerous Ukrainian officials into the White House on January 19, 2016, the day Vogel claims there was a meeting on Burisma and Biden. Also at the meeting were Ukraine's lead anti-corruption prosecutor and the head of the country's anti-corruption bureau, both of whom were there to discuss the complications of Hunter Biden's sweetheart gig. Ooh. So let me get this straight. The fake whistleblower checks them in. How is that? <laughs> Uh, That's crazy. And, 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 because uh, uh, the segment yeah, yeah. goes on for, I have to, in the interest of time, I want to get you the nuggets. Joe likes to say everything you need to know in an hour. One of the people, if you notice, if you rewind that clip, you'll see is on the list of people checked in by the fake whistleblower. The fake whistleblower checks these people in. <laughs> one of the people on that list, Teloshenko, is one of the guys implicated in the election 2016 scandal where Alexandra Chalupa, follow me, former DNC, mm -hmm. Democrat operative, leaves the DNC to go and attack the Trump campaign full time 
One of the people from Ukraine she's working with to collude to get information about the Trump campaign is alleged to be Teloshenko, who gets checked into the White House by the whistleblower. Nothing. To, verdict is in. There's nothing to see here. Forget ah. everything I just told you. It's all a big coinky dinker. No, no. Forget it. Ignore your, your eyes are lying to you. So just to be clear here. Yeah. This, this is clear. Joe, we need like a laugh track once yeah. in a while. Okay. That was a suggestion from the audience. Like once in a blue moon, we need a laugh track. Today's, <laughs> you know, it's not a comedy sitcom. No. So we can't beat the laugh track. We but can't once beat in a blue death. moon, yeah. a laugh track. Did, don't you worry, folks. Let's just lay out the facts Fine. that the media is totally unconcerned. <laughs> the woman, Alexandra Chalupa, who worked for the Democrats, she was an operative, a paid operative, fact. Leaves the DNC. Fact. Leaves the DNC to work full-time on taking down Trump. Fact. Is known to have been coordinating with Ukrainian officials, one alleged to be Teloshenko, a Ukrainian, to gather information about the Trump team that still to this day is questionable and hasn't been verified. I thought foreign collusion was bad. No. Oh. Not when you're a former Democrat operative. Then it's to be celebrated. Yes. Oh. And when it's a Chalupa colluding with Ukrainians, it's awesome foreign collusion if you're a media hack. <laughs> that same woman, uh, Chalupa, who's colluding with Teloshenko, according to the media allegations, not mine, to destroy the Trump campaign, the same guy, Teloshenko, shows up for a White House meeting and is checked in by the whistleblower in the, in the impeachment hoax. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, come on. Produce. There you go. This is at least the triple. Yeah. Come on. You're the at man. Least the You're the man. There we are. <laughs> That's at least the triple Motley. At least. Oh, I forget. We can't no. go four. Four is yeah. reserved for like really nuclear tactical yeah. level yeah. special occasions. Yeah. It was almost a four, though. That was pretty intense. You yeah. getting this? Yes. <laughs> hey, said was. Yes, this is intense as a heart. I'm ready to like my stress levels through the roof. I'm coming for you, Elizabeth. <laughs> please, media hacks, please. Dear media hacks, uh, let's go by, by the, the, remember, you know, our dumb scale here. The dumbest guy in media, Brian Stelter, number two, oh, yeah. Chuck Todd. Yep. yep. You know, the, the one and two, the gold and silver medalists of stupid. I'm talking to you folks. Please dispute anything I said there as being inaccurate. Are you suggesting that the visitor logs from the White House that Teloshenko didn't show up for this meeting at the White House? Are you suggesting the visitor logs have been doctored? Are you suggesting the emails are wrong? Are you suggesting that the fake whistleblower didn't check these people into the White House? Are you suggesting that Teloshenko did not work with Chalupa and Chalupa did not work at the DNC and that Chalupa was not colluding with Ukrainians to impact the Trump team? What part of that is wrong? The answer is none of it. You're just hacks who are not interested in media, uh, in doing actual journalism. At all. So now we've established that the fake whistleblower clearly knew something about what happened because he checked these Ukrainians into the White House to talk about the Burisma happenings as Hunter Biden in January of 2016. How did he not know the fake whistleblower? Like I said, or as my grandmother, my other grandmother, Eileen, uh, who died years ago, but my mother's mother, who I love to death, she used to say, like I says, <laughs> like I says, I, I love it. I love it. She was super smart. It was just a New York thing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a grammar. She just, it's a New York thing. Like I says, like I says. Remember the lead. The fake whistleblower. Did he blow the whistle because the whistle was about to be blown on him? Look, squirrel, shiny red object. It's looking more likely by the moment. You may say, well, Dan, all right. So clearly the fake whistleblower had some knowledge of what happened about this Burisma Hunter Biden scandal in 2016. But how do we know he really knew Biden and really kind of knew what was going on? It was, you know, maybe this was all by chance. Well, let's just go back to the reporting of Jerry Dunleavy and Dan Shaitland at the Washington Examiner, who always do great work, by the way. I highlight their stuff. So hat tip to them. I love to throw the hat tips around because there's so many wonderful people out there doing good work outside of this show. And it's a, it really... 
we should heap praise upon people who do good work. Let's check out this Washington Examiner piece and let's read the headline. And this won't be in the show notes, by the way. It's an older piece, alleged whistleblower redacted and banned by YouTube. Of course, we had to throw that in there. The name is it. Was Biden guest at the State Department <laughs> banquet? Let's read the headline again. Alleged whistleblower redacted by Paula. I'm not even kidding because it's banned by YouTube. Was, was the Biden guest at a State Department banquet? Dan Shaitlin and Jerry Dunleavy, November of 2019. Up in our show notes today. Please subscribe to our email list. I'll email you this article. I need you to read it. How do you subscribe to our email list? It's very simple. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Hit subscribe. We will send you these articles every day. The benefit to being on that news list, Paula's still laughing. Redacted by Paula, who now has a top secret government clearance. The best part about it, we don't only include today's news. We include yesterday's news that's now relevant again today. So you don't have to go dig it up. That article's from November. You need to read it. So now we know the fake whistleblower who checked these people into the White House, these Ukrainians who were colluding with Democrats, yes, to impact the Trump team, all documented in media reporting. The whistleblower checks them in. We now know the whistleblower's buddy, buddy with the Bidens that actually accepted his invitation to this fancy foo-foo dinner uh, with the Italian president in D.C. Guest of the Bidens. Guest of the uh, EOVP. What's that? Executive office of the vice president. Oh, I thought so. Well, crazy how that happens. I love Jerry. Oh, no. Jerry, this makes you sound smart, right? Like oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. No one knows what it means, but you. Yeah, I know. That's what jargon. That's the whole purpose of jargon. Make you sound smart, make everybody else feel stupid. That's the only purpose of jargon. Sometimes people used to do that. Even, you know, listen, I love the Secret Service. The guys were great, but we used to do that sometimes. They always like to say stuff to make it seem like sometimes they knew stuff you didn't. Like, we're well, at the FBO. Like, what the hell is the FBO? FBO. I only bring it up because it's the plane we took. Man. The FBO is a fixed base operator. It's like a where private jets land. And they would say that like to new guys just to make sure that, you know, you didn't know something they knew. Like, everybody <laughs> does it. Everybody, come on. Everybody does it. You know it. Everybody does it. Oh, boy. All right. We got a screenshot from that Dunleavy piece, right? I'm sorry. I'm, getting, I'm just sorry. This, this case is just like, I'm so fascinated by it today. That I can't believe no media person is making these connections. Wait, the fake whistleblower checked these people in the White House for a meeting that was never supposed to happen? A fake whistleblower who is a guest of the vice president, this fancy D.C. dinner? The fake whistleblower, the guy who made up the complaint against President Trump about Ukraine, that guy? Nobody's connecting this stuff at all? Screenshot from that piece, from the Jerry Dunley piece. Again, worth your time, because it gets even better. <laughs> YouTube censored. This is great. This is just, I'm having a lot of fun with this today. From the Washington Examiner piece, it gets even better, Joe. The Washington Examiner has reported that two ex-NSC staffers, the National Security Council, in other words, where the fake whistleblower worked, hmm. are now employed by Adam Schiff. Abigail Grace, who, by the way, worked with the fake whistleblower at the National Security Council until 2018, was hired in February. While pay attention to this name, pay close attention to this name. While another colleague of the fake whistleblower, Sean Misko, a National Security Council aide until 2017, joined Schiff's committee staff in August. Shocker, Joe. Stunning. The same month the fake whistleblower submitted his complaint. Wow. Holy moly. That's just bananas. Yeah. So the fake, I'm like obsessed with the word bananas. It's a long story besides the, outside of the scope of today's show. So just to be clear, the fake whistleblower works at the National Security Council. Obviously knows what's going on with Hunter Biden in Ukraine, despite protestations from everyone. Otherwise, nobody knew about this Biden. I don't know what happened. He got a job. I don't know. Flew right over our head. Really, you had a meeting at the White House. The fake whistleblower checked you all in. We didn't think you'd see that. Shocker. So now we know that the fake whistleblower's colleagues leave the National Security Council and go work for, of all the congressmen and senators in D.C., the sleaziest one of all who hates Trump, Adam Schiff. Again, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, folks. Nothing for you to see here, media folks. They worked with the fake whistleblower who checked the people into the White House. Well, why am I bringing up those Abigail Grace and Sean Misko names? What do I always tell you? Remember the names. You must remember and memorize the names in this case. I'm sorry. I hate giving the audience homework. I don't like to do that. But if you don't remember the names when you're reading articles and memorize them, you're going to miss them. So I knew about Sean Misko from a source of mine who was very good, by the way. Really good. It's not 279. There's another one out there. It's just bananas. There you go. 
makes the second appearance of today's show, <laughs> who told me to keep your eye on Misko. So when I had memorized this name, Misko, who's friends with the fake whistleblower, and left in the same month the whistleblower complaint was lodged to go work for sleazeball Adam Schiff, when I saw this article at Real Clear Investigations by Paul Sperry, who's been doing just phenomenal investigative journalism, again, in lieu of the media refuses, I thought, wow, this sounds really bomb-shelly? A shell bomb shellery? Yeah. I thought this could be kind of crazy. This will be up in the show notes again today, Real Clear Investigations. I put it in the show notes the other day, too, for you to read ahead if you cared. Headline, whistleblower. Let me add just fake. Fake whistleblower was overheard in 2017 discussing with an ally how to remove Trump. This can't be. No. No way. Joe, he's a whistleblower. These people have the utmost integrity. I, they have spines like wood. Yes. Like this gavel. Wood. Yes. Unbreakable. Sp- I could probably break this thing if I want. <laughs> Unbreakable. That's pretty tough. Actually. I don't think I can break that. I take that back. Like this gavel. The you're n- Don't dare, Armacost, question the integrity of the whistleblower. Oh, okay. But if he's a whistleblower that exposes Spygate, then, of course, throw him under the bus, suspend him, and publicly humiliate. Flog him if you can. Uh, Flog him. But no, if it makes Trump look bad, the whistleblowers to never be questioned ever. So now we know that just screenshot number one from the Real Clear piece, or as I like to say, snippet, which someone found funny in an email the other day. There's apparently a Dan Bongino dictionary going around for new listeners to the show. Snippet is one of the words that made it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in the Dan Bongino dictionary. A guy told me he had to translate for his wife, the quinky dink snippet and other stuff. So from the Real Clear Investigations piece, this is crazy. Barely two weeks, Joe, after President Trump takes office, banned by YouTube fake whistleblower, this uh, who was a CIA analyst whose name was recently linked in a tweet by the president and mentioned by lawmakers as the anonymous whistleblower and the one who touched off Trump's impeachment. The fake whistleblower was overheard in the White House. This is crazy. Discussing with another staffer how to remove the newly elected president from office, according to former colleagues. No, 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 no. That can't be. That can't be. Joe. Yeah. How could the fake whistleblower, a man of cedar spine, gavel-like, unbreakable integrity. It's How could he possibly Dan. in January? <laughs> he, you can't question him. No. How in January could he be talking about removing Trump if the call with the Ukrainian president, he blew the whistle on the fake whistleblower, didn't happen till July? How can that be? <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm just asking. He's a man of the utmost integrity. Unbreakable. Spine made of un- unbreakable cedar. Can't be, folks. Can't be. So he's chatting with another dude in January about, gosh, how do we get rid of this Trump guy? Don't dare question the whistleblower. Who's he chatting with? This can't be either. This can't possibly be that he would be chatting with the guy we just talked about in the last article who left to go work for Adam Schiff. No. That would never happen. That, no, 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 no. Just too much. Too. Just too much. No. Wait. Visual. Time for visual. There we go. I even on the back of my This is helpful. Yes. No. In a Sharpie. No. That can't (laughs) possibly be. All right, let's check out what Paul Sperry had to say about that. Screenshot number two from Paul Sperry's excellent police and real clear. So who is he chatting about the fake whistleblower in January about taking out Trump? So sources told real clear investigations, the staffer with whom the YouTube censored fake whistleblower was speaking was Sean Misko. No way. No, no way. No way. This is crazy talk. This is a, Joe, this is a conspiracy theory. Oh, my gosh. Clearly. Thank God you got that tinfoil cap. This is crazy time. So both were Obama administration holdovers holdovers working in the Trump White House on foreign policy and national security areas. And both expressed anger over Trump's new America first foreign policy, a sea change from Barack Obama's approach to international affairs. Oh, my gosh. This is, okay, I got a little note here. I want the whistleblower. 
I mean to talk. Well, I'm like, I want to be friends with him. I don't know the guy. I never met the dude in my life. They're <laughs> like, wow, you want to do what? He needs to talk. You want to do this witness thing? You want to do this dance? Hey, let's do witnesses. Uh, you know what? Hunter Biden, great. We need him too. Nellie Orr, want her. Alexandra Chalupa, want her too. Folks, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm starting to wonder. And I, listen, I'm always open to audience feedback. It's a two-way street. Love your comments. Like I told you at the beginning of the show, your words are always great. I mean, I get emails that change my life. I'm not kidding. But your feedback on the show is always fantastic. I'd love your feedback on this. I am really starting to think that we should force the issue on witnesses. I am. Listen, I, I've, the president did nothing wrong. I'm not worried that anybody's going to come forward and invent a fake crime. Remember, don't ever forget, this is an alleged high crime President Trump is being impeached for that has no victims. When you have no victims, you have no crime. There's no victim. The allegation is President Trump pressured the Ukrainians on this phone call, the fake whistleblower blew the whistle on. There's no victim. The Ukrainians have come forward and said, we don't know what you're talking about. There's no victim. No matter who comes forward and says what, that will never change the fact that the Democrats are alleging a bank was robbed, but no bank has come forward and said any money's missing or they were robbed. None. I'm seriously starting. It's an open question. I'm, not, I'm still thinking we should shut it down because it's garbage. But I'm starting to wonder if some rhino Republicans like Mittens and others are going to fold on this witness thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this may end very poorly for the Democrats. I want the whistleblower. I want him up there. Get him up there. Get him up there. Can you imagine this line of questions? Did you check these Ukrainians into the White House, Mr. Fake Whistleblower, banned by YouTube in January of 2016? Did you do that? Uh, yeah, kind of. There's an allegation you were overheard talking about taking out Trump by former staffers. And the allegations you were discussing with a Sean Misko who left to go work for house manager here, Sleazeball Adam Schiff. You could throw a Sleazeball in there, too. A sleazeball Adam Schiff. Is that true? Uh. Mr. Fake Whistleblower. What exactly did you know? Mr. Fake Whistleblower, you are under oath right now. What exactly did you know about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's job with Burisma? You are the National Security Council guy, CIA analyst for Ukraine, right? What exactly did you know about this job at Burisma? And what was being discussed in the White House in that January 2016 meeting if nobody, nobody was concerned? What exactly did we miss here? You know, my friend Brian, a police officer friend of mine, recently retired. Congrats on your retirement, buddy, by the way. I went to the police academy with him. He was in a restaurant once with my brother, and uh, he ordered a steak. And they brought out, Paul loves this story. And they brought out the steak uh, first, and then they brought out a second steak. And so they brought out, the, he thought they screwed up the order. So the second steak came out, and he gave it to my brother and said, I can't eat both these. Why don't you eat this? Well, as my friend Brian dug into the first steak, he discovered it wasn't a, a steak, but it was a potato upside down. <laughs> so he said to my brother, bring it back. Bring it back. It's a potato. Bring it back. I never forgot that story. So about the whistleblower, bring him back. It's a potato. Bring it back. It's a potato. I want the whistleblower. Hunter Biden be nice too. Need Nelly, Alexandra. We can all have coffee, but I want the whistleblower. How are you plotting, Mr. Whistleblower, by taking out the president with your buddy, Misko, who works for Schiff in January? Uh, if your whistleblower complaint didn't come till July, how exactly did that happen? I don't know, Joe. I'd like to get those answers. Yeah. Yeah. You? Yeah. Sure would. You are witnessing, ladies and gentlemen, a soft coup. There is absolutely no question in my mind. Amen, bro. And what is Tom? What did Tom call it in our interview Thursday, Joe? A casual sedition? Yeah, I forget his I line. Think it, I think Tom it was something in like our that, Thursday yeah. interview with him. Yeah, casual sedition. Casual What's sedition, going on? It's an right. amazing interview. Tom knows just forgotten more about this case than most people know. He's, it was that good of an interview. Check it out. All right, I'm going to get to our second sponsor. I just want to make a couple of corrections. We always listen to the show. We are not omnipotent and not omniscient. Sometimes we make mistakes. That 
congressman who made an awful analogy as a Democrat House manager, Jason Crow, is not from Utah. I don't know where Utah came from. I honestly have no idea. He is from Colorado 6. So go back and listen to the show. He made a terrible, awful analogy. If you are in Colorado 6, represented by Jason Crow, who did an awful job, um, you need to call his office and let him know that what he did was a disgrace. Uh, making analogies. Again, thank him for his service. I mean that. But the analogy between putting troops in danger in Iraq and what happened in Ukraine when the Obama team sent Snuggies is an abomination. Thank you for the emails. I, again, I have no idea where Utah came from. I must have been thinking about something in Utah. Um, and secondly, this is a non-correction correction. I guess I got a ton of emails on this, people who totally misread. I was talking about the movie Dirty Dancing when Robbie, the awful rate waiter in Dirty Dancing, gives baby the book Fountainhead by Ann Rand. Yeah. Yes, that's the point. I was talking about how Hollywood media bias and liberal bias slips into movies. Yeah. That was the point. Right. That Ayn Rand is a libertarian thinker, was in her books. And that the bad guy's reading her books. That was the point. Everybody said, why are you bashing Ayn Rand? Totally, ladies and gentlemen, that one went over. I'm sorry. Yeah. I never knocked it. I love your emails, but that was the point. Robbie's the bad guy and he's reading a book by a libertarian. That's the way the liberals slip this stuff into Hollywood. Like, look at this idiot. He's being motivated by libertarians. That was the point. I didn't get that wrong. I'm sorry. So that's my non-correction correction. But I had to get to dinner. All right, our last sponsor today. And I, I got a lot more to get to. Don't go anywhere. Serious, serious election updates. Andy McCabe. We'll get through it quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, running a business, HR issues can kill you. Big trouble sometimes with human resources if you don't get it right. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. Oof. And HR manager salaries, they aren't cheap. It's an average of $70,000 a year. Whoa. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for just, you're never going to believe this, $99 a month. Nice. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager uh, is available by phone email, or real-time chat. You can't beat that. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, -day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, -month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Don't take chances with your HR. You didn't start your business because you want to spend time on HR compliance. Come on, let's be honest, but you got to do it. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today, today. Go to Bambi.com slash Dan right now. To schedule your free HR audit. Don't take chances. That's Bambi, B A M B E E dot com slash Dan. Bambi, Bambi.com slash Dan, Bambi.com slash Dan. Check it out today. All right, folks. Thank you. Welcome on board, Bambi, too. We appreciate that. One more quick note on the uh, impeachment hoax based on the fake whistleblower sham complaint who's clearly deeply involved in the Biden thing, uh, the Burisma scandal, uh, and also checking in people at the White House, clearly involved with the Spygate plotters like Chalupa trying to take down President Trump. Again, they all know each other. This is all an effort. Hey, look, squirrel, shiny red object. Don't pay attention to me. I didn't do anything. But just an extra note to put a little smile on your face about how badly this impeachment, I love it. They were celebrating sleazeball Adam Schiff yesterday. He's a virtuoso. He's like a magician. The guy's a moron. It was the worst presentation of an impeachment I've ever seen in modern American history. It was terrible. If you don't believe me, because we do facts and data on the show, you say, Dan, produce some numbers. Folks, for some perspective, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings got between like 15 and 20 million viewers on TV. Past impeachments, all of America was watching. Look at this at the Hill, this headline at the Hill. <laughs> 8.9 million people watched the first day of opening arguments in Trump impeachment trial, and it got worse on day two. Folks, less than half the people who even gave a damn about Kavanaugh are watching what Joe, can we not agree, mm. should be a monumental moment in American history? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's just the third president to be impeached. They could remove him from office. This is crazy. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody cares. Zero people care. And I will guarantee you of those 8.9 million people, probably a million of those are just people stuck in airports watching it because the airports got it on. I'm not kidding. I was up in a restaurant yesterday in New York. And the guy who runs, I'm not going to say which restaurant because the liberals are protested tomorrow. The guy who runs the restaurant sitting there and they got it on in the side. He goes, it's the worst reality show ever. 
This is the worst. <laughs> this is so, and the Democrats think this is working because they've got pencil neck running it. But he's a virtuoso. Oh my gosh, you must be, go to, please go to dictionary.com and check out the uh, definition of the word virtuoso. Adam Schiff is nowhere in that <laughs> dictionary. It doesn't say for IE, Adam Schiff. Moving on. Another stunner yesterday. Gosh, this is a stack news day. Where's this? The Federalist, our good buddy Sean Davis, does awesome work. Does great hits on Fox, too. Sean Davis, The Federalist, again, be up in the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter, subscribe, I'll email it right there. This is only like the bombshell of all bombshells. I called my Bongino report editor this morning, Matt Palumbo. I said, Matt, you got to keep this story up because this is getting lost in the impeachment hoax. What's the story? Breaking. The FISA spy court admits that the FISA warrants against Carter Page were not valid. Oh, wait. Oh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if this wasn't, if this wasn't like the most loaded news week in American history with the impeachment scam and everything going on, this story, this story would be a hydrogen bomb. So wait, 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 wait. Let me just be clear on this. The FISA court, James Bosberg, the guy who appointed that guy, David Chris, that really terrible guy who, yeah. who, who was like totally bought into the uh, Russia hoax to review the FISA thing. Just to be clear, even this guy Bosberg running the FISA court audit now, they just declassified this, claimed months ago that, hey, man, I'm running this investigation now for the FISA court as a judge. And these warrants you guys used to spy on the Trump team, these warrants weren't valid. Folks, how... How is that not a big deal? Am I missing something? So just to be clear here, not only now do we know clearly through four or five different investigations, Senate, House, Mueller, IG, all of these investigations, now do we not know, we know for sure collusion was a hoax. But now we know that the collusion hoax, the whole basis for it, the FISA warrants based on the hoax dossier, now even the FISA court saying those warrants aren't even valid. Um, again, this would be, this would be like that Superman movie, those planet destroyers that come down in that, uh, that Superman, but of course, because we're overloaded with impeachment sham stuff, this story's managing to get sidelined a little bit. I don't know how. Huh? Yeah. Now, let me just quickly dive into what's really happening here. Why this is a huge deal. Well, it's a huge deal because now everybody who was subjected to surveillance on these invalid warrants. You may say, well, Dan, if the warrants were against Carter Page, Carter Page has a good case, but who else? Oh, did you forget the two-hop rule? People are like, what the heck is the two-hop rule? Well, we've talked about it a lot during this show, but we haven't mentioned it in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, the two-hop rule is pretty clear. When you get a FISA warrant to surveil someone, you can hop from their communications, which you're now monitoring because you have a warrant on them, You can hop once to someone else they communicate to, and then you can hop twice from that person to another person. What does that mean? That means if Carter Page happened to email someone on the Trump campaign who later emailed President Trump, that basically the entire Trump campaign was under surveillance because of a warrant against Carter Page that was now invalid. Kind of a big deal, Joe? Yeah, Dan. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's just a question. Yeah. So you surveilled the Trump campaign throughout an election based on a fake dossier and a warrant now deemed invalid by the same court you petitioned and swore the information was true? How is this entire thing, Papadopoulos, Flynn, Manafort, all of it, how is this all not being thrown out right now? I'm, I'm genuinely perplexed. Now, just remember, these warrants work on a FISA warrant, you have to produce two things. This is what you're not going to hear in the media. You have to produce probable cause that the subject of your surveillance, Carter Page, was not only a foreign agent. Ladies and gentlemen, being a foreign agent is not illegal. It is not. There are diplomats in this country who are agents of a foreign government, right? Why don't we arrest them? Because being an agent of a foreign government is not illegal. I know the word agent has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. Even American citizens are legally allowed to lobby on behalf of foreign governments. There's nothing wrong with that. You may not like it. It may seem untoward to you, but there's nothing, I should say, legally wrong with that. Nothing. 
You cannot walk into court and say, I want to spy on diplomat so-and-so because he's an agent of Sweden. The judge will look at you and go, what are you, an idiot? You need part two. What is the deuce? Part two is that person has to be an agent of a foreign government in violation of a U.S. law. That always gets left out of this. Mm -hmm. That is the key part of it. They alleged Carter Page was an agent of a foreign government. Wrong. But they alleged he broke a law. What was the law they alleged in the FISA warrants, now deemed invalid, at least two of them? What was the law they alleged he broke that now they say there's not even probable cause for that? Remember in the dossier, that allegation just randomly seems to show up later after multiple steel dossiers and proto dossiers to the Democrat establishment they're trying to push into the FBI. They can't get a warrant. Their FISA warrants keep getting denied. Right, right. All of a sudden, Joe, an allegation randomly shows up. I know you know where I'm going with this. That mm -hmm. Carter Page was bribed by these wealthy Russians. Oh, yes. With these, uh, he was going to be given shares of an energy company that would have totaled hundreds of millions of dollars if he just convinced the Trump team to influence their Trump, uh, their foreign policy towards Russia. Remember that? Yeah. Remember how that charge randomly materializes right before the warrant against Carter Page is approved? I can only imagine that conversation now. They've got all these dossiers against Carter Page Papadopoulos and the guy writing them, or the guys are alleging Page has been to Russia, Papadopoulos, Russia, whatever, Papadopoulos, Israel, all this other stuff. Someone must have went to them, Joe, and said what? Hey, imbeciles, Papadopoulos and his ties with Israel are not illegal. But Page visiting Russia is not illegal. Mm -hmm. You may not like it, may not be cute. It's not illegal. You have to find us, Joe. Big wink and a nod. You have to find us a crime. Something they did in violation of U.S. law while being a foreign agent. I got it. He was bribed. Was he bribed? Of course not. It's a joke. They made it up. It's a hoax. But now you see why that bribery charge is so important in the dossier. If there was no probable cause for it, ladies and gentlemen, this whole thing is crap, which of course you knew two years ago if you've been listening to this show. Only a monster story again lost in the sham impeachment hoax. Infuriating. Okay, quick election 2020 update. The, maybe the greatest video of the election cycle so far. I know Joe loves it. Joe had to clean a little bit of it up because I think it's like cell phone video or whatever. This is Elizabeth Warren. If you want to watch the video, youtube.com slash Bongino, you can hear it right here. All the information's there. This is Elizabeth Warren who's proposing free college for everybody. Free college paid for. Yeah, free. Everything's free. Yeah, it's free. It's like an Oprah show. You get a car. You get a car. You get college. <laughs> you get college. Everybody's going to get college paid for by other people. So this dad who is uh, man of the year, I think we should nominate time. You're listening? Man of the year right here. This guy, this dad walks up to Elizabeth Warren and he says, hey, man. I worked my caboose off to pay for my kids to go to college. Now my tax dollars are going to be stolen from me to pay for some other, what, wealthy parents' kid going to college? Like, that doesn't sound fair. Warren's like, oh, check this out. Dad of the year right here. This is like Joe the Plumber, number two. Check this guy out. My daughter's going to be in school. I'm single. My mother doesn't have any school. Why do you get money back? So you're going to pay for people who... We love you. We love you on the damn budget. We'd love this guy. Can we interview this guy? Whoever knows this guy, let's do a quick five minute job with this guy. We'll, we'll, we'll stick him in the middle of next week. You hear what he said? What the hell? Yeah. I didn't take a vacation. I worked my butt off to pay for my kid to go to college. I got a rich neighbor. Now I got to pay for this cat. Love this guy. We need more of you. Get him on the show. Someone find him. Dad of the year. Matt Palumbo, if you're listening. My Bongino.com writer or Lauren, who we love. Please write an article. We had Devin Nunes, man of the year. We're going to do a part B. Second man of the year. Men of the year. This guy. We love this guy. Because he really sums up socialism. 
I didn't take a vacation, bust my butt, put my kid through college. Now I got to pay for my neighbor. Yeah, that's fair. Elizabeth Warren's like <laughs> laughing at him. Here's election 2020 update number two, Joe Biden. And again, if this was a normal news cycle, Joe, wouldn't you agree this would be a headline story? Joe Biden in the, in what unquestionably is his Hillary Clinton, you're a deplorable moment. Yeah. Of course, in the impeachment oh, yeah. sham and all the other crap, this will get lost. This is devastating. Here is a clip of hapless Joe Biden, Ukrainian colluder, right? Joe Biden telling a crowd how DACA recipients who entered the country illegally are more American than you are. Yeah, you Americans, you're totally terrible. Everybody's more. These people really hate you, folks. I'm sorry. They really. I'm not talking about DACA recipients. I'm talking about Biden. Yeah. He really can't stand you. Listen to this clip, which, again, will go nowhere because everybody's lost in the impeachment hoax. Check out Biden telling you how you're not American enough. Everybody else who breaks laws more American than you are. These kids have come. They've done well. Most of these kids, there's, over, there's a lot of them, and they're not just Hispanic. They're uh, Asian Pacific Islanders as well. And they, in fact, have done very, very well. In many cases, more Americans than most Americans are because they have done well in school. They believe what they, the basic principles that we all share. I think they should be, in fact, fine, put on a path to citizenship. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Joe, Joe, would you mm -hmm. agree these people really hate you? Oh, they seems really that way. hate you, folks. Everything about Listen, us. No one, everything. Everything. Everything's Nobody's wrong. Lecture me on immigration, okay? The lovely woman sitting right there has done more to transform my life as an immigrant to this country than any person ever, ever. Don't, I'm not taking anybody's lectures on immigration, immigrants, or anything else, okay? I lived it. Shh. But for this moron, Ukrainian colluder, to sit there and tell everyone else, who asks a basic question? Like, hey, if you get to come here in violation of the law, like what other laws do we get to violate? Like, I thought the rule of law mattered. To be lectured by this idiot about how people who break the law are actually more American than you are. Hard pass, daddy-o. Hard, hard pass. We're not going to be doing that one. Now, this is a, another election 2020 continue part trace here i hate doing this the stories in the show notes it may be subscriber only it may not click on it to check it out i rarely put those in the show notes unless it's a super important story um matt's gonna write a follow-up to it at bongino.com too where it's bongino.com is free you can click on our website at any time again that's distinct from bonginoreport.com which is your conservative alternative to the drudge report bongino.com is where we write our own stuff I'll put this in the show notes anyway to hat tip them. This is a Wall Street Journal article, ladies and gentlemen, about a county in Iowa which could foretell some big problems for the Democrats. This county in Iowa in the northwest corner is very, very special. Here's a piece. Again, it'll be in the show notes. It may be subscriber only. I'm not sure. So check it out regardless. It says, Wall Street Journal, what the biggest swing county in Iowa says about 2020. The county is Howard County in Iowa. So you residents there, if you're listening, you're very important. Swing County, of course, swing meaning you can swing in either direction, Democrat or Republican. It's not deep red. It's not deep blue. It can go either way. Now, what is the distinction about this county and why does this matter? Howard County voted for Obama in Iowa in 08 and 12 and 2012. They voted for Obama, Joe, by 20 points. Yow. That's a lot, folks. Yeah. That's not a small victory. This is the only of the 3,000 counties in America, the only one that swung from a 20-point Obama victory to a 20-point Trump victory in 2016, the only one. So the Wall Street Journal went out there and said, my gosh, if Trump smoked the Democrats in this county, that went big-time blue in 2008 and 2012, what are they thinking now, these voters? I listen to journals, relatively right-leaning, but they're not huge Trump fans. I'm sure they were hoping to go out there, some of them at least, and hearing a couple of people, Joe, say, yeah, that Trumpski, we're done with him, man. Russian colluder, forget that. Impeachment, where are I'm sick of this guy. Well, they came away with a few conclusions. Probably not what they were thinking. Conclusion number one is most people are sticking with Trump. 
They really like him. Well, isn't that great? Sticking with Trump kind of defies conventional wisdom, no? which is usually pretty dumb anyway. Second, most of the people in this swing county, Howard County, Iowa, don't give a flaming pile of dog about impeachment. Gosh, that doesn't seem to fit the narrative either, Joe. No. Kind of fits the narrative we told you on this show, because it's not a narrative, it's true, that nobody cares about impeachment, nobody's watching it, and it is totally face-planted on the Democrats. Here's the third takeaway. That if these kind of counties and rural counties, if President Trump keeps racking up the numbers and approval ratings, he is in rural counties in America, including swingy kind of counties like this in the Midwest, I'm not in the predictions game, folks, but it'd be over for the Democrats. If President Trump starts clearing 75 to 80% of the vote in rural America, gets 15, 20% of the black vote, which would be unprecedented, and in swing counties that voted for Obama in the Midwest, starts cleaning up in 10, 15, 20-point victories, it's over, Johnny. It's over. You can thank uh, Sleazeball Schiff. But he's a virtuoso, Joe. Yes. Schiff's a virtuoso, according to his media bootlicking, sycophantic loser buddies. Did I forget McCabe? No, I didn't. That's seven. Hey, let's skip that Joe Lockhart story. He's a goofball anyway. Can we go right to McCabe, Paul? Is that where? Some good news for you again. You know, I get it, folks. Justice delayed is justice denied. I get a lot of emails. Nothing's happening. Nothing, Folks, stuff is happening. It's happening slow. I, again, I'm not optimistic that we're going to have everybody involved in this crime, Spygate and handcuffs. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I'm not. But I do believe there's going to be, at some point, some accountability somewhere. I do. I, I have to believe that because I'm an American. I believe eventually this country will do. What did Winston Churchill say? Given all options, America will always do the right thing. So we have the Carter Page warrants now declared invalid. Big, big, huge news. Here's another piece of good news. Remember Andy McCabe, deputy director of the FBI, integral figure in the spying on of the Trump team, now yeah. on invalid warrants? That, by the way, one of them he signed off on. Just fascinating to know that he signed off on a series of warrants, two of which uh, these warrants, I'm not sure if his signature was on those two, but two of which are now declared invalid. Just a fascinating development. Andy McCabe was fired from the FBI. So in a I mean, like Cajones, unwarranted hubris, faux bravado moment. McCabe, intimately involved in the spying on of the Trump team under false premises, gets fired by Sessions and actually sues the DOJ for his firing. Joe, I'm not making this up. <laughs> and his claim, hold your laughter. Hold your, his claim, his claim is that I was fired after 5 p.m. This is not a joke. What? I was fired after 5 p.m. And that I resigned before 5 p.m., which is the workday. So technically, this firing um, is, is, is unjustified. <laughs> I, this is not, I'm not messing with you. That's his claim. <sighs> Spies on the Trump team, unwarranted spying, is engaged in, he's one of the lead figures in the soft coup, and he's upset because he was fired after 5 p.m. So he sues. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this lawsuit's not working out that well. Big fat hat tip to add undercover Huber on Twitter. You know, I love that account. He's always all over the legal stuff. He took this little piece of the judge who basically took a backhand and smacked the snot out of McCabe's lawyer and said this. I'm just going to read the last part to you. He smacks him down and he says, this requirement makes sense, talking about all this other stuff that special agents do the right thing, given that federal crimes, Joe, and threats to national security do not clock out at 5 p.m. <laughs> yes, yes, judge, thank you. Thank you. He takes, here's what he does. He takes, he takes, he, takes, he goes, you didn't see that one. Here, this one needs some more weight. Here, here, McCabe. Here's your case. Here, here's another one. Here's more. Here's your case. Here, here's one more. Red flag. Hey, there's your case. Not the flag. Sorry, did I hit Paula with that? Here, there's more. Uh, here, here's one. <laughs> here, here, Paul's throwing stuff back. There, it's right there on the screen. Here, now we got more. There there, there's is. your case. It's crap. We got to stick it on the screen, right? That is actually on the teleprompter right now. Wow. There's your case, McCabe. Double barreled. I can't do it because it's family friendly, but you see where I'm going with that. 
back show today. All right, I got guests showing up today, so I got to run. I could do another hour on this. Thank you for tuning in. Well, it was good, right? We liked it. It was a great yeah, show. Man. So much information. Take your case, McCabe. Nah. Don't forget to subscribe to our show, please. YouTube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to get the 400,000 subscribers. And again, a really sincere, heartfelt thank you on a serious note. Your kind words about my grandmother. She was a very special woman. I know she was 98, but it really caught us off guard. And uh, we flew home last night. It was like, I had a hard time digesting the fact that she was underground and they buried her. I did. I just don't. I've been with her. She's been with me my whole life. I just, this is tough. I don't know. I know even in 98. So your words mean a lot. They helped us get through. It's kind of a tough time for us. She was a very special person. And for the flowers, that was, you guys and ladies are amazing. Really. I mean, you made my family feel super important. So thanks a lot. Thanks for your patience this week. I really appreciate that. You know, you really helped me get through it. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.